0: And welcome back to JRPG Club, this wonderful club where my friends and I play a bunch of different JRPGs as if it's a book club. And we come and discuss everything that we've played up to a certain stopping point every end of the month. We usually record these the last Sunday of every month. And this is the last Sunday of the first month of us playing through, (laughs) drumroll, thank you, (laughs) Final Fantasy Twelve. So if you hadn't noticed... um, Yes, you've seen maybe a couple of us <laughs> at A3Critical tweeting out about playing Final Fantasy 12. The reason we've been playing Final Fantasy 12 is because we have started a brand new game for JRPG Club, and that is Final Fantasy 12. We were playing Final Fantasy XII, but everybody hated it. So, <laughs> Well, not everybody. I shouldn't say everybody, but uh, a lot of people hated it and didn't finish it, so we gave up on it. And we're moving forward with Final Fantasy 12 Also, for anyone who's listening, because I know this is a pretty popular uh, part of the podcast, this will be the last Final Fantasy that JRPG Club is playing for quite some time because some of the members are sick of playing Final Fantasy games, even though we've only played two. Uh, some <laughs> of the members are sick of playing Final Fantasy games, so this will be the last one. But um, this is a great, wonderful welcome to everyone who's come back to listen to JRPG Club uh, as we're going to be going through Final Fantasy 12 the Zodiac Age, which... Does anybody know when that came out? Man, I want to say it off came the out.
1: Top of my head. Shoot, I want to say it came. It came like out originally on PS4, six, like. I think the original came out. Oh, the original. Oh, yeah, the original was like yeah, six, 2006 oh. sounds about right. Zodiac mm-hmm. Age. I'm not as as a uh, solid on.
2: Uh, 2006. Nice.
0: Wait, hello. Hi. yeah hello I'm sorry yeah my headphones went out i didn't hear anything too. what happened <laughs> uh
3: it did just come out in the 2006 day. the
0: original yeah. came out in 2006 yeah <laughs> look at me being prepared doing my research <clears throat> but i don't know when um i don't know when the zodiac age came out so
1: i will you know. it came out in 2017 yeah. i just looked it
2: up
0: look at that 2017
1: what year is this 2021 yeah so <laughs> this uh came out uh four years ago well, the original uh, version of it, Zodiac Gate, has been ordered to a few of the system since. Um,
0: yeah. So what's 2021 minus 2006? How many years is that? Someone who's good at math.
4: That's
0: 15, A lot of it? years.
4: A lot of years. I agree.
0: (laughs) We are playing about a 15-year-old game that was revamped about uh, four years ago, if my math is correct. I don't know. Who cares? Uh, Because we're not here to talk (laughs) math. We're here to talk Final Fantasy, and listeners can do the math on their own. So first of all, let's talk about who is here with me. So this is not everyone in the JRPG club. This is just everyone who could make it today. And I haven't introduced myself. I am the wonderful host, Jarrell, and I am joined... By, and you guys can introduce yourselves or say hello if you'd like. I am joined by, in order of the people I see on the call, Stephanie. Hello. Who was also with us through Final Fantasy X until she quit. Very close and to And I end. am
4: one of the people that does <laughs> not want to keep playing Final Fantasy. So, then, <laughs> yes, I'm calling myself out. Yes, I <laughs> really
0: am. <laughs> uh, and then we also have Annie here with us from HP Critical as well. Oh, Brandon, whose voice I'm sure you're familiar with. Yo. And Marissa, whose voice I'm sure you all miss.
4: Hi.
0: <laughs> and <laughs> uh, the humble Evo champ, Job himself. Hello. Uh, yeah, so we're going to be talking Final Fantasy 12 everything Final Fantasy 12 from the beginning of the game up until the Fire main boss, uh, which was our first stopping point. And then at the end of this, we're going to discuss the next stopping point. We're going to continue on until we finish Final Fantasy 12 the Zodiac Age, in its entirety. So please stick around. Thank you for listening. Make sure you uh, rate and review this podcast, especially if you uh, love hearing us talk about how much we love, hate, or uh, have our first experiences with Final Fantasy 12 the Zodiac Age. So first, let's begin with with me asking you guys, how many of you are actually familiar with this game? How many of you have actually played it before, whether it's been a little bit, whether it's been a lot, uh, or how
1: many of you are coming into it brand new? Uh, Well, for me, I guess I'll go first. So I I, I did actually own the PS2 version of Final Fantasy 12, but <laughs> I like played to the tutorial and like maybe like the first hunt and that was about it. So. I really had no familiarity with this game, to be perfectly frank, and I had forgotten pretty much every story beat that I did see. So this is essentially a new, pretty new for me. The Zodiac Age might as well be my first time getting experience of 12. I've really not experienced this story at all.
0: I mean, for me, I played through a little bit of 12. And I have absolutely no idea what was going on. (laughs) Um, So, uh, and I'm sure we'll discuss it when we talk about uh, the beginning of the game, because in the beginning of the game, so much happens. And, you know, when, when, when did this come out? 2006? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was I was still a child. Who knows what they were talking about? But I didn't. Uh, so I did it, and I also <laughs> didn't get very far. I don't even remember where I dropped off. So I don't even know how this game ends. So it's gonna be a new experience for me.
1: Oh, may may I share a really quick story that I just oh, remembered now that you said that. So yeah, because this did come out in two thousand six. This was around the time that I was like starting high school, and I think one of the reasons why I didn't like jump on this game like immediately was because in one of my classes there was this. One guy who was who would not shut up about Final Fantasy 12. <laughs> now, normally, now, normally, someone praising will be like, Oh, I gotta check this game out. But the thing is, this man would not shut up about the game. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, Yo, Brandon, have you played Final Fantasy 12? It's so good. I'm like, oh, Okay, I'll check it out. Then the next day, Bro, have you played Final Fantasy Bro, I haven't been to a store. And the next day, Have you got it yet? And it was like, literally, every day for maybe two weeks and I was like I don't want to play this now
0: oh no the <laughs> oh, my oh, God. Tragic. It, it
1: was it was it was only like a little bit like when I was finishing high school that I found that like the cheap game store which I ultimately bought it but again I didn't get very far in that uh, attempt
0: man I'm really disappointed in myself for not finishing it because I sold my Gamecube to GameStop to buy Final Fantasy 12 um, oh, which is why I now oh don't have a GameCube yeah, because Game I had Cube. played Final Fantasy X and I it was my first Final Fantasy and I loved it so much because I was like oh my god, the drama, the K-drama oh my god, Titus, oh my god, Yuna uh, and so I sold my <laughs> Xbox not my Xbox, I sold my GameCube to GameStop to purchase Final Fantasy XII because my mom was like I ain't finding that shit, I just bought the other one and I was like, okay mom, whatever so I ended up <laughs> getting it and never fucking finishing it because of my life so I'm very disappointed in myself for selling my GameCube for a game I never finished, so this is my chance to redeem myself. And that's my little story nice. tangent. Um, are also, GameCubes like really that?
5: expensive though? Like right now, aren't they like a couple hundred for a GameCube? Know,
0: there was a period where they were selling them for like fifty bucks, like fifty, yeah, sixty mm-hmm. bucks at like GameStop. I missed that period, and I still don't oh have. Oh no, no. Yeah, so I, to this day, I don't have a GameCube because Final, because of Final Fantasy 12 trash. This game better be good. It
3: was not <laughs> you're worth like it. actually <laughs> just changed my whole opinion about the game I <laughs> right.
2: hate it, now. The whole
0: um, it was not worth selling my my GameCube. let me tell y'all I had Pokemon Coliseum on there I had a uh, uh, Mario Kart Double Dash on there I had a bunch of games that are just uh, whatever I'm uh, weird tangent Marissa what's your experience with Final, <laughs> Final Fantasy well?
3: I have never played it um and I was actually really reluctant to play another Final <laughs> Fantasy game But then, first, I had heard from Jarrell some of the reasons why I should play it. And then I heard from David, who's also in our JRPG club, um, why I should play it. And so ultimately, I was kind of like, all right, I guess. (laughs) And so (laughs) um, I I broke down and was like, yeah, it it sounds like it'll be uh, a game that's kind of like up my alley. Um, And then uh, something that I would be interested in. And if there was going to be a Final Fantasy that I would be interested in, um, this would probably be the story that would be my um, jumping in point. So that's why I'm here. I know nothing about it other than <laughs> Fran's a hottie. And so yes. that's why I'm here. <laughs> yes, Fran. Uh, I'm here for Fran's superiority. And yes. uh, <laughs> that's my experience with Final Fantasy XII.
0: You know, it's so funny, the more I hear you guys talk, I just think, wow, they should have just played the 7 Remake. It would have been so much better. Uh, too bad! Here we are! Uh, Annie,
2: what about you?
5: Um. Yeah, uh, I haven't really played any JRPGs, like, at all. I've played a handful, but, like, Pokemon and, like, Monster Hunter. That's about it. So yeah. I don't really like JRPGs that much. Yes. That's why I'm here. <laughs> I want to like get into them a little bit more, but I'm mm-hmm. not there yet.
0: I guess the best person to go next would also be Steph, because you guys have a pretty similar experience. What about you, Steph?
4: Um, well, I'm kind of with Marissa on feeling reluctant on playing Final Fantasy again, <laughs> because I had a horrible experience with <laughs> the last few times that we played it, to be honest. So um I don't know i i guess it's my first time playing this final fantasy but not my first time playing the whole i guess franchise um i don't know i guess it's good right now it's good for now we will see okay. As it okay. but it's good for now it's good for now and uh finally Job.
6: uh i think i'm the only one the only veteran this time right i believe so you probably everyone I, said first timesies i well, i beat the original like 99%. I didn't do the very last time because I saw my brother do it and it took him hours of like looping himself into like healing. Oh my God, don't say those things looping. in front
0: of the people who have not gotten that part yet.
3: Oh my God. That's <laughs> <We're trash>.
2: okay. <laughs> no.
6: okay, but it sounds
2: like that's Let optional. Me quit now. So. No, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's like
6: post end game stuff, whatever, okay, like so optional stuff, whatever. Um, I'm not trying mm-hmm. to spoil anymore, but uh, I have played the original, so it's almost full extent. And I did enjoy it. I, don't, I also don't understand why this game gets a lot of hate or yeah. like the hate that it does. But anyways, I've never played Zodiac Age, so I actually am very interested in what's about to happen.
0: Yeah, so uh, just a, a quick tangent, um, for anyone who doesn't know, Final Fantasy 12 is very infamous because either people love it a lot or people talk mad shit about it, and there was a very long period where people said it was the worst Final Fantasy of the series, um, and then it got re-released in the Zodiac Age, and then everyone kind of changed their minds and was like, holy shit, this is the best Final Fantasy in the series, uh, so it's in a very weird place. I think that just in 2006, it was a little Ahead of its time. And I think now in 2021, since we're playing it, it kind of is reaching a point where more people are accepting and understanding of it. But before I talk more about that, let's talk about the freaking story because it is a damn doozy. So Mm. I'm just going to go through everything that's happened and then uh, feel free to interject if there's something really specific that you want to talk about because there's a lot that happens in just the first cutscene of this game. So let's go ahead and get started. We begin in the kingdom of Dalmasca in the royal city of Rabanaster in the year of 704. And the first thing that we see is a wedding procession commence as the city is uh, huge and bustling with life. Uh, And then it cuts straight to a war because like, of course, there's a war going on in in Mm. the year 704. Um, And it is the the kingdom of Arcadia launching an attack. Uh, And we're informed that the kingdom of, of Nabudis has already fallen. And the man who was just getting married, because we also see this wedding procession, um, he asks the status of his father, who is apparently from Nabudis. Uh, That already sounds really confusing, I'm sure.
3: Did that make sense to you guys before I continue on?
0: It, does,
3: it, it was a very confusing opening sequence, so I feel like you're summarizing it well, but it yes. was a very confusing sequence because it, yeah, it I, throws I, a lot at you right out the get-go.
1: Hearing hearing it recap now makes it a lot clearer. I remember it being quite overwhelming the first time I was seeing all this. Like, what, who, where, when, what?
3: Yeah, because it's like, here's a country, and there's a country, and here's a dude, and then, oh my god, that dude, and then here's a bro that you're supposed to care about, and then here's (laughs) a bro getting married to this chick, and then here's another country,
4: and you're like, what? And then they're fighting against each other, too. It was. It made me <laughs> feel dumb that I wasn't really comprehending. Oh Same, I'm so
3: on. glad that I'm not the only one who was like looking at this. Like, I, am I supposed to remember all these places? Like, yeah, so in not-
0: all of your defenses, Job can attest to this. I rewatched the cutscene like three or four times just to be able to summarize what the flip is happening because I was literally like, who... What I don't know, because there's a ton of stuff that's thrown at you, so I, we're all in the same place there. So I'm going to do my best to continue to summarize this. So yeah, there's the Kingdom of Nabudis, which has already fallen, and the man who we just saw get married, um, he has the status of his father, who is from Nabudis. Uh, he's informed that they don't know what what's happened to his father, but it's only a matter of time before the people who attacked Nabudis would reach Damascus, and Damascus is the city that we're currently in. Uh, and so this prince. Uh, leaves with another man to head up an army to defend Dalmasca. So then we see the Dalmasca-Nabradia border, and the Nalbana fortress, which is um, a part of Nabradia, I believe, uh, is now under siege by the empire. And we see a bunch of airships everywhere. It's kind of like I I liken it to Star Wars a little bit. There's a bunch of airships. There's a bunch of ground battle fighting. uh, Mm -hmm. There's a bunch of uh, people literally dying left and right in this huge war where the Empire is fighting against Damasca. Um, And of course, this prince who we just saw get married, uh, he's riding a chocobo and uh, he goes into battle. And there is this like, uh, while they're fighting, he's kind of (laughs) like... his friend is kind of like all right we should probably retreat I don't feel like we're winning this things are not looking pretty good and he's like no no our magic people they have this magic shield up the paling it's still there everything's fine and of course as soon as he says that uh the empire just runs up and they stab all the magic people because of course Damaska doesn't have anybody protecting the magic people who are holding the shield up I don't know
3: why a lot of things like you your white mages. Our, our everyone learned. just like immediately yells jinx and, <laughs> and just the magic and- field falls. <laughs> <Just> like,
0: <laughs> I don't know why. Literally, when I was watching this, I was like, y'all made some very bad decisions <laughs> deciding <laughs> to no fight wonder the your empire. country's falling, like, sir, this- like- Exactly. Um anyway, so the-, the magical paling is destroyed. Uh and then they're like, oh shit, things are really bad. Maybe we should retreat. But then the prince is like, no for for nobody's for my father. And uh he just gets an arrow to the neck like in that moment. And I'm like, oh shit, he is dead dead. Uh, and so he dies. Uh, <laughs> because that's what happens when you get an arrow to the neck. Another thing. That bothered me about this. And I just want to ask you guys, like, how, so far, how you feel about the story. Another thing that bothered me about this, not only was I annoyed that they just let all their mages just die because no one was protecting them, but the armor that the Dalmascans are wearing is literally nothing. Like, their <laughs> midriff is exposed, their necks are exposed, their whole bodies are literally exposed. I was like, how are all of you just not instantly dying? It was the most annoying thing. Uh, and that's why I hate Damascus what and,
2: and, <laughs> like, Because like, that one who thing. does
0: this? Who goes into battle with armor that only protects your fucking shoulders? Like all of their body was exposed. Their back is open. Their stomachs are open. They have on like fucking shorts. Like what? What are y'all doing? What is going on? Um. Anyway, <laughs> enough of me. They know that
3: their key thing is they just have to intimidate the other. But army. they
0: weren't intimidating <laughs> anyone though. Like
2: they didn't even.
0: Do that, yeah, yeah. So, anyway, the, the guy dies, uh, the prince dies, and then it cuts back to uh, the, the princess who he was marrying, who is now in mourning because of the death of uh, Lord Rassler, <clears throat> which was her husband, um, right? That was her husband, right? Holy shit, I hope I got this
4: right, right? Yeah, I think they okay. were married for like a day, <laughs> I think that it was, was literally it. the same day, it the same yeah, day. It yeah, felt like that, like. Shit. Can you imagine,
0: like, the happiest and saddest day of your life in the same day? Like, really horrible classical. backstory.
4: Like, so sad.
0: Damn. Um. But seeing as all of that happened, you know, we got a a wedding, a, a funeral, and a, and a, a, a an army invasion. How did you guys feel about that part of the story so far? Having all of that, um, as backstory. How does that is that intriguing to you? Does it set things up for you? Is it something that you find interesting, or was it just too much? Um, it's
1: interesting it's a, it's a lot but it's but in retrospect now that I'm kind of like hearing it retold it's it, it's interesting that it works kind of like an active backstory because a lot of other games or or just movies or whatever media in general would show would just tell you all this stuff that's happening that yeah that happened there was this there was this wedding and then there was this war it happened all on the same day it was crazy yo and then like but you get to see it and at mm-hmm. the time it, it's it is overwhelming. I, I I'm not gonna dispute that because I was definitely overwhelmed. But you know, hearing it like, like this, like in, in this form, it was like, oh, at least we got to see it. I just I guess I wish they probably would have just done it a little bit better, like pasted just a little like it was really quick. It was a lot mm-hmm. and it was quick. And that was why what what made me feel kind of overwhelmed, but you know, it is still interesting.
0: Actually, you know, thanks, Brandon. I, I was I changed my opinion now. <laughs> <laughs> i was what gonna was be on the camp but i think i kind of oh. agree with you i think it's i think it's better oh. that we did get to see all of this because uh-huh. um it does i think set up for some stuff that's gonna happen later on um even though we may not know it now it definitely sets up for some stuff that's gonna um, happen later on um <clears throat> any, does anyone else want to comment before i continue
3: um yeah I wanted to say so one of the things that when I was talking about um you know both when you and David were kind of talking to me about hey I think you might like this story and find it interesting and everything Mm -hmm. um one of the things that got tossed around as to like you might find this story interesting is that it kind of feels like Star Wars it kind of feels like Game of Thrones you know there's a lot of this different stuff going on talk about like, just kill everyone right off in the, <laughs> in the beginning, beginning yeah. to get your interest. But yeah. I think what works for it in comparison to some of the other, like, RPGs and JRPGs I've tried to play in the past and didn't really get as invested in was if they would have, like, prepared just like a, here's an old man reading from a textbook to tell you the history of the war that's gone on to get us to this point, I probably yeah. would have been just as lost with how many... Um, countries there were, the wars that had been fought, what cities had fallen, and everything like that. So I'm glad that there were still the faces to put to it. I know ish at this point, no, because you know, we've met other characters now that we've played a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I got to see what the prince looked like. I got to see what some of his allies looked like, what the princess looked like. Um, well, technically princess because they kept calling her lady so I don't know if she officially got the title of princess or not but um you know that seeing the action happen seeing how ferocious the war was that how overwhelmed the forces were Mm -hmm. I think was a lot more impactful than just hearing you know again this kind of narrator that we do have on and off throughout the beginning just saying it was overwhelming Um, you know was still nice i feel like it's definitely i i almost feel like they tried to tell you three different battles or three different wars going on at once as opposed to like maybe let's just hone in on one thing and focus on it um so it is still not perfect it is still overwhelming but i think that it definitely kind of like grabs you right away because as you're like waiting to kind of start the game it didn't feel like oh my God, can we just get to the fucking tutorial? It was kind of like, oh shit. Well, he said now <laughs> yeah. too, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Like, so, I mean, there was still a lot of intrigue to it, even though it was long and a bit confusing because you're talking about all these countries that you just can't place. You don't have any world knowledge at this point. Yeah.
0: Uh, Anyone else? No, everybody's good. Okay.
5: No. Um, okay. So um, I was going to say, it kind of just felt like um you get hired for like a new job right and you walk into your boss's office and they just like do a quick line and they're like all right kid listen we're going under in 30 minutes this is what you need to know <laughs> yep. you're taking the fall bud <laughs> and i'm just like
0: okay <laughs> okay <laughs> I, I guess so <laughs> all right then. here it is everything
5: i'll ever need to know
0: and 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 like five minutes
5: everything <laughs> you'll ever need to know in five minutes
0: no, Here's
2: no. A manual
3: you don't have time to read it go
5: yeah <laughs> like- thankfully it wasn't a very long cutscene, so i wasn't sitting there waiting forever so yeah.
3: it's nice. I actually really love that
0: cutscene. I talk shit, but I actually really love it because I think they do such a great job at world building in there because that first scene, like when you see the Viera, which are obviously you guys know, or like now these bunny women there, like the, you you see beautiful. them and the, I know beautiful black bunny women. And then you see like the Banga, I think they're called the Banga, which is like this other race of like lizard looking people. And then you see all the mm-hmm. Humes in between and there's just, there's so much going on. And it's like, holy shit, like this is a really cool world and then you're you're thrown into a wedding and you've got the moogles there like as the like wedding procession goes and it's like
3: oh this is so pretty like everything's great
0: and then it's just like oh wow everything actually sucks for them (laughs) like it's actually really really bad (laughs) and then they all die and then you're at the funeral um and then you continue on I think it's like a really great cutscene. um for like a movie but uh, yeah, no, a pretty pretty convoluted uh, stuff there for a first watch. Uh, but ha- when I watched it multiple times, I kind of got it. So I feel like it, 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 you really do have to pay attention, but nobody has the attention span of that when you first start a video game. Like, holy shit, calm down. It's a lot. Lady Ash sees the prince die well she doesn't see him die uh right after all of this we go into a voiceover since marissa was just talking about a voiceover we go directly into a voiceover from the old uh, disembodied voice man who's reading from the chronicles of the past of dalmasca and what happened and we get a little more insight into uh just the world and everything that happens um and we find out what, what exactly is happening. And there are two great empires that are struggling for dominion over Ivalice. And Ivalice, if I'm not mistaken, is the like uh, country that they're all living on.
1: It's like the greater world of 12, if I'm not mistaken.
0: It's not. Uh, is it the name of the whole world? I thought it was just the area.
6: No, but... yeah. The, the world is called Ivalice.
0: Okay. Well, they're fighting for the whole fucking world then. Oof. Wow. Oof. <laughs> Serious battles. Um so there are two great empires struggling for dominion over Ivalice. There is Rosario, which is in the west, and Arcadia, which is in the east. Arcadia in the east is headed west, and they're invading Nebradia, which we already know is where the prince is from, and they are successful in that invasion. And as they continue to move west, their next step is um, Damascus. Uh so they destroyed Rossler. Rossler is uh the, the prince. Um I'm sorry, I think he's the prince. Yes, uh they destroyed his homeland of Nebradia, and it was very clear that they would do the same thing to Dalmasca, and that's what we see in the beginning. Make sense so far?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So <laughs> uh Damasca attempted to stop the Empire, uh, but of course their efforts were in vain as we watched because they all fucking died. Um yeah. And what they did, which we didn't see in the cutscene, is they sent a special force in known as the Order of Damascus to help. Um, unfortunately, this did not work. <clears throat> and after this, Arcadia uh, came forward offering, Arcadia, which is the Empire, came forward offering terms of peace to Damascus. Uh, though those terms were pretty much considered to be Damascus' surrender because everybody knows. That um, this this peace treaty wasn't really a peace treaty. It was kind of just like, yeah, we're gonna take over, we run everything. Just sign this paper to make it, you know, simple and legal and easy. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so Lord Ramanas, which is the king of Damascus, the old guy that we saw um, in the beginning, he had no choice but to accept the terms because, as we mentioned, Damascus sucks and they all lost. Um, he went to uh, the Nabradian fortress, now under Arcadian rule because Arcadia has already taken control. he went to this fortress to place his official seal on the empire's treaty to sign over dalmasca that is where we as players are beginning we are the last remnants of the order of Damascus, and we are going to infiltrate this fortress that is now under arcadian control because we assume that something bad is going to happen to the king once this peace treaty is signed uh basically they're like yo once we sign once he signs this peace treaty we're 100 sure they're gonna kill him so we need to get in and get there and save the king before our, before the peace treaty is signed before they don't need him anymore and uh that is where we take over the body of 17 year old rex he's just a little noob who's never been in a fight before he's I never know. held the sword <laughs> he is he's just a little noob you know <laughs> Never held a sword 17-year-old kid who is now a part of the Dalmasca special forces that are going to try to go in and save the king of Dalmasca before he dies. Um, And I think uh, that is actually a really great, succinct... Explanation of where the game begins and what's happened so far. So, at this point, the first cutscene is already played out. We've already lost the war, and now the king is about to sign over the treaty. And we play, we begin the game as the 17 year old Rex who is going in to um, attempt to save the king. And we meet this guy named Bosch, um, who is the commander um, who is also attempting to take the king to safety. Uh, and So first of all, we get uh, right after this we get a lovely little tutorial. Uh, We meet Bosch, and I think there's this other guy who's there whose name we don't know yet. I don't think they gave us his name yet, right? If we Mm, did, I didn't write it down. Some some gray-haired dude, kind of hot. I don't know. Maybe (laughs) I'd give him a chance. Um, (laughs) And um, uh, he goes forward to try to save the king. Bosch talks to us as Rex and he's like oh my god you're just a little baby like what are you doing here and then Rex is like I want to be here I want to save my people and he's like all right bro let's go I guess Uh, because I don't have anyone else because everybody else died because our army sucks So um, Rex follows Bosch as they rush toward the area to to get the king to safety. Um, Once they reach the king, they see that all of the order that went before them to uh, attempt to save the king has been massacred. Like, everyone's been slaughtered on the ground. It looks like people from mostly our side have been slaughtered. Um, uh, Like, there's Rex everywhere, like blood all over the floor, etc. And of course the king of Damascus is already dead in his chair. And it's like, holy shit, we didn't make it in time. I, for one, wasn't surprised because it seems Damascus is always late for everything. Um, So we didn't make it in time. The king is dead. Um, And then as Rex turns around, he gets a knife to the stomach by (gasps) Bosh because, oh my gosh, the guy is a traitor. Um, And Bosh kills Rex, by the way, this poor 17-year-old kid who, who he was just helping. He kills him. Eddie says that the king intended to sell Damascus to the empire all along, and that the king was a traitor and so the king had to die. Um, and as Bosch is captured, um, there's some person on the side that we don't see um, that says they were going to allow Damascus to keep their sovereignty, but Bosch has ruined that. And <clears throat> we can all pretty much assume that that shit is not true. They weren't going to allow them to keep shit. Um, <clears throat> So I'm gonna stop. Sorry, clean my throat. So I'm gonna stop there. Um, all of that made sense so far. How did you guys feel about that sequence of events of trying to save the king, seeing everyone dead? Um, anything you want to say about that that sequence before I say what I have to say about it?
4: Uh, so I have a question. Oh, okay. Go ahead. That was just a good question. The well, you said his name was Bosch. I can't remember his name.
0: Yes. That was his so, name so was long ago. Bosch.
4: <laughs> okay. Bosch. Wasn't he friends with the? king or prince or whatever that died in the beginning or am I just crazy
0: uh he was there yes that that was him he was definitely okay, there in the scene okay. he was definitely there trying to save the king yeah
4: a save quote-unquote
0: question how many of you guys played in English voicing
4: I am oh I, I played in I English am. okay <laughs> there's an option for Japanese
6: yeah yeah I'm probably the only one okay, doing it
4: <laughs> oops <laughs>
6: Uh, no, because I played the the original. I played it in English, so I'm just going with Japanese this time to see how it is.
2: Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, so,
0: so uh, go ahead, then everyone else. Um, was there anything you wanted to mention about the story so far?
3: Uh, well, the first thing with the tutorial, just really quick, because it's not like a you know huge thing or anything. Oh my god, does it hold your hand right at the beginning? Because it like tells you how to look and move and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. At first, I was like. <clears throat> I'm going to have to fight David because <laughs> what the fuck did he get me into? Um, but then after that, I feel like it does a pretty decent job of like getting you used to, um, you know, what you're going to be in for in terms of the combat, because it is very different.
2: Mm-hmm. I figure
3: we'll touch over that more once, you know, we're kind of on our own and not in the tutorial. Um, but <laughs> one of the things I wanted to say too about uh, Bosch is like, not only was he just like oh my gosh you're so young and like all this different stuff like he starts talking to like rex about his like family and his little brother and all this different stuff and everything and then stabs him in the (laughs) stomach like talk about just being ruthless the i just remember being like oh my god like How cold heart like I can get if you're like, oh, man, I really don't want to kill this young kid. And, you know, that's making it rough for me or whatever. But then you're over to like, yeah, tell me about your second grade teacher. Oh, man, that (laughs) must have been rough when you got sent to detention. And then you still have to stab this boy. Like, oh, my God, (laughs) I could not believe that.
0: Like literally right before he's like, oh yeah, I have a younger brother. I think he's like two years younger than me. We're all we have. We have nothing else. Right. All right, that <laughs> kills, dead, Stabbed. Oh
3: man, that sucks. Uh, now he's going to have no one. <laughs> right? If I'm being real with you. <laughs>
0: Damn.
3: Uh, anyone else?
1: Yeah, Um. so I'll say that as far as tutorial, I think it does a really good job of like introducing you to what uh, this game is because like, uh, this is pretty different from like other Final Fantasy games. Like you know, most of them are like either pure turn-based or you got your action turn turn battle system going on there. This is like, I think you described the draw as like a single-player MMO like combat. Um, which... I think I was
0: Dylan, but yes, I've also said that too. Probably. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um. So it's it's very different and. I like that you can still do like a weight system. So you have plenty of time to plan your move. It's it's it, to me it feels like after going to the tutorial and like experiencing the combat, it felt like a nice middle ground between turn base and straight up action RPG. So I'm glad they, they uh, took time to like induce everything because I was, I, I think, I think it works the tutorial for what it does like having you play as this uh, <laughs> character that doesn't frankly doesn't last too long. It's it's kind it's kind, it's kind of, it's kind of it's kind of low stakes for you to kind of like learn everything I suppose as far as the actual story stuff yeah man like that whole thing with Bosk was just like I, I, like when I started the story I was like oh this guy's pretty cool like we're we're bonding and stuff and like oh oh no not you not this
2: not
0: like this <laughs> like. <laughs> He literally went in there, said "fuck the king, fuck everybody, fuck this little boy," like everybody's a traitor for evilis. Fuck y'all, kill everybody. All right, I'm that's out.
1: and that's the crazy thing too. It's like he didn't even ask Rex if to join him. Like he just assumed that he was gonna not be okay with this and just went for the stabby stab. Now, to be fair, Rex probably would not have gone with it. I'm just, I, that's probably fair maybe bosch knew that <laughs> yeah i'm just saying i'm just saying that for them for him to pour all his soul to bosch and not even give him a choice and just immediately go for the stab like if if bosch had to fight rex after he said no Bosch could have beat him like you said rex is a is a wet behind his ears like a new warrior he's not mm-hmm. gonna beat captain bosch of the mm-hmm. downescan army like mm-hmm. he's probably the only competent soldier in that army <laughs> based on your description of everything that happened so it's pretty cold of him
0: so I have some things to say about this, but I can't say them. So anyone else? Yeah. Well, because I have I I have like speculations of things and I've noticed some things, but I will leave that for a later time.
5: Anybody My have whole thing about? was like it was a whiplash of a cutscene. And then it's like, all right, here's a tutorial. You can play a little bit. And I'm like, all right, cool, we're getting into it. Cool character, cool guy. My character's dead. What? <laughs>
0: <Right>. <laughs> it's just it's the game of death apparently like it's just we we see a wedding and then everything after the wedding is just death sorrow and destruction
1: yeah
0: um so anyone else before i move on everybody's good Alright, so uh, with this death of Rex um, and the king, not Rex because Rex is unimportant, with the death of the king, um, Arcadia resumes their advance towards Rabinaster with Dalmasca's doom already being decided. Uh, the message that is left to the people of Dalmasca is to lay down your arms and pray for your people, pray for the merciful and peaceful king, and of course, pray for Lady Ash, who was so wrought with grief over the king's death and her husband's death that she too has taken her own life. So holy shit, what is that, like five lives in the span of ten minutes? Mm-hmm. Everyone's just like, it, yeah. The, the princess has killed herself over over grief of her her husband who's dead. The king is dead. Her husband, her late husband's father is dead. Uh, the empire Arcadia has completely taken over Damascus. Everything is just to shit. Um, Captain Bash von Rosenberg is thereafter found guilty of incitement of sedition and the assassination of his royal Majesty King Ramanas. Uh, He is found guilty of high treason and is to be put to his death. And they warn that anyone who would take up arms as Captain Bash did is just as bad as he is and they are traitors who would lead Dalmasca to its ruin. So they pretty much see Bash as like the worst type of person, like he is a traitor. He doesn't care for Damasca. If he really did care for Damasca, he would have let the treaty be signed and he would have seen what Arcadia and the Empire could do for Damasca. Instead, um, he killed everybody. Uh, And so Damasca's surrender, without terms at this point because the king is dead, uh, then followed. And right after that, we, in the year 706, so two years later, we finally take control of Vaughn, who is the younger brother of Rex. And this is two years after Arcadia, which is the empire has taken over uh, Dalmasca. And we are now in a city that is now being run um, with guards everywhere. Uh, You can see Arcadian uh, empire uh, uh, guards literally littered throughout the city basically controlling everything because now Damaska is um run by Arcadia. Uh and then poor little Vaughn who is now I think 17 at this point cuz he was 15 two years ago cuz he was his brother was 17 and he was 2 years younger than him, right? Yeah, you
3: know, little Vaughn mm-hmm. who has no one now. Thanks, bosh <laughs> I like, yep, Just going to throw
0: that out there. Poor little Vaughn who has no one. He's basically like in a group of a bunch of kids who also have no one cuz their parents died two years ago either during the war or during the invasion or when the arcadia came when arcadia came through whatever happens a bunch of these kids are now just orphans and bullshit um so yeah we take control of Vaughn, and um i think he's just running around in the city preparing for a ceremony um because the new council is about to have a huge ceremony um and they're going to come in to Dalmasca and, I guess, create new terms um, and just, you know, they're going to show the new so- like leader who's going to be in charge of Dalmasca at this time. There's a big ceremony coming. And so um, and, and there's a great little scene, actually, that I do want to mention where we see Vaughn, um, one of the one of the uh, Arcadian um, guards he comes up and he steals like some fruit from a fruit stand or some food or something from a stand in the market and he doesn't pay for it and this poor guy is like hey you need to pay for that and he's like what what'd you say he's gonna beat him up and then uh Von just comes and steals all his money and I'm like all right I'm okay with this (laughs) like good for you and then Pinello comes and takes half of it because there's Pinello. anyway so we meet Pinello, we meet Von and we meet Pinello. uh first impressions of Von and Pinello
4: canelo um, is a simp L
0: O. I i mean she is though like <laughs> yeah pretty much
4: um i mean
3: <laughs> i was gonna say that um fawn is very naive um i don't know like how much we're gonna talk about like what his kind of plans are going from there Um, or if we're just kind of like focusing more on first impressions once we meet them. Um, But he's, uh, he's got some big plans. And um, let me tell you, he (laughs) thinks that, uh, you know, you can just kill three sewer rats and then take on the world. (laughs) And I was at first gonna again, be like, oh my God, why does this remind me of a certain blonde haired boy from another Final Fantasy (laughs) that is just going to drive me crazy. Um, But I have to say that um, uh, once like kind of like seeing him interact a little bit more with people and everything like that, I definitely get that his intentions are good. And, Mm. you know, he wants to do the best that he can i think that he just doesn't really understand his strength versus you know you're kind of in an area with a lot of guards and even though some of the guards may not be the brightest or <laughs> also understanding that you know they might be overwhelmed or something like that like <laughs> um they're still trained and have weapons and armor and all of that <laughs> and stuff we'll kill you and we will kill you and you know clearly aren't very sympathetic or mm-hmm. anything like that you literally just saw them you know steal something that they clearly could afford um you know fruit like bro come on <laughs> um, you know so I mean he definitely comes off as being like very naive but at the same time I do get that he has like good intentions um good things that he wants to do it's just that he thinks that he can do it all on his own
2: yeah
3: um Curry's you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> kind of like. Yeah. Mm. Honey, let's let's reevaluate some things. Um, I, I feel like Penelo is getting a bad rep from some people in this group. <laughs>
2: it's me. It's me.
3: <laughs> I feel like you know she's just kind of like, almost kind of like motherly in the sense of like she just doesn't want people to get hurt, and she's yeah. trying to do the best that she can. Uh, sure. Uh, she comes off as being a little bit manipulative at one point. Um, again, I don't know how far we're going just yet since, um, we haven't really talked about what their, uh, goals are, um, or, you know, what they're working towards yet. But, um, you know, I mean, ultimately she kind of just like picks up, like, she doesn't know how to do shit and, you know, she's just like, okay, well, if you're going to get into some stupid shit then I'm going with you to make sure that you're not gonna get hurt or get yourself into something you can't handle so it's like I can kind of respect that you know she certainly wasn't planning to go out to these planes and start fighting these creatures and everything like that but she's doing it for the sake of you know just making sure that her friend doesn't go out and get himself killed so okay it's like- but <laughs> yes she
0: was doing that but once she finishes that she literally is like so I was supposed to be watching the store this whole time but no I'm like, yeah girl. True.
3: I was like um, girl <laughs> so like he, okay you can go back and the whole store could be robbed That's literally
2: kind of like, okay <laughs>
3: But like in the sense of, you know, like a dagger and be like, Hey, but I'm coming with you. I don't know how the fuck to use this thing, Mm -hmm. but you know, I'll fight some shit for you. (laughs) So, you know, I mean, so far I like Pinello and Vaughn, um, you know, I I am interested to find out more about where they're going and what they ultimately decide to do, um, I, I like them better than, I mean, I, I liked Yuna and, you know, some of the other characters in Final Fantasy X uh, when we were doing uh, that playthrough. <laughs> I like them better than Titus or Titus <laughs> or, you know, however you say it. Mm-hmm. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I definitely, my first impression of Vaughn was just like, oh, fuck no not again but then (laughs) once I spent a little bit more time with him I warmed up to Vaughn a little bit more (laughs) yeah you know it's
0: actually a very interesting comparison because Titus as a character is really a character that's meant to be an introduction to a brand new world like through the player's eyes whereas Vaughn is this character who literally lives here like he knows the back streets he knows how to survive here uh to the best of his 17 year old ability because obviously he still does some dumb shit uh but you know he has different (laughs) goals and aspirations and and I think that's a very different place to put you know know players in, so it's really interesting to see how you know it's just a little tangent on video game development and you know character writing but mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. the the two different ways that this can be handled and so I think this works really well for this game because this game already assumes that you're going in like we already have so much backstory in the first 10 minutes so like we know more than we did in you know the beginning of Final Fantasy 10 where you know absolutely nothing and so when yeah, you, have you just walked up on
3: a beach and you're like uh yep okay and you're fighting
0: (laughs) sin um yeah so when you have these characters that are more grounded and you already know a little bit and like they also know I think it's a it's kind of a a
1: a fresh way to look at it but um
0: yeah anybody else first impressions of Vaughn or Penelope
1: yeah I got a few and I'm gonna borrow some of them that uh, from Marissa because okay so before Vaughn even said a word and I saw him huh My first thought was, oh, discount Titus." just to, just from appearance, <laughs> Dang, just from appearance. Out. And then we and then I see the scene where he's like just stealing in the market. And it's like, oh, so discount Aladdin. So that happens. <laughs> oh, my God. And oh, my God. Then, Same
4: oh, though. And, Same and, though. And,
1: oh, but oh, follow me, because I got one more. I got one more. Because as Marissa mentioned, he fought those rats and said he could take on the world and then mentions his thing about becoming a Sky Pirate with his big aspirations. Like, oh, <laughs> discount Luffy from One Piece. <laughs> so like...
2: <laughs>
0: He's so, just not a person on his own. He's a bunch of other that, people.
1: That is literally <laughs> no personality. my first impression. Like from pe- first appearance to first words to first actions, he just was like an amalgamation of like other characters that I, I really like. Like all those three characters I mentioned, Titus, Luffy, and Aladdin, I like those characters a lot. So you would think that this character who's like a little bit of each of those would be someone I really like. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to say I dislike Vaughn so far, but as far as like other JRPG protagonists, not even just Final Fantasy, just in general, Vaughn is not grabbing me so far. Like uh, like I got to see more of what his character does, but it's just like, yeah, he hasn't left a strong impression. Me, Everyone else around him, which we'll get more into later as we go forward, is like more interesting to me than Vaughn than himself. So speaking of one of those characters, Penelo, um, I'll have more to say later once we go in a little bit more detail, but first impressions about her. First off, I heard her voice. I thought it was cool that she's voiced by Cat Tabor, who voices uh, Padme and Clone Wars, little note there. Um, there wasn't a lot to her in her first impression. She just seems to be, like you said, a motherly type that just worries about Vaughn and I guess the neighborhood in general. But that really didn't tell me too much about her, honestly. So I didn't know what to really make of Pinello. When I first saw her, um, it was, it, I guess it was kind of similar to Vaughn, where she, at the at like, upon first person, she wasn't really grabbing me either. Like, so I was left in a pretty awkward position. It's like, I know these two are, like, your first party members of the game, and none of them has really rung, has really rung a chord with me, which I'm not going to lie. It got me just a tad worried. I know that there's other party members later, and I know these characters are going to develop more, but I was like, mm, I'm just not feeling these first two right now. Um, yeah. that changed a little bit as we go, as, as, uh, we eventually got to the checkpoint, but yeah, that was my first impression of those two. I think my problem with Pinello, the reason I talk so much shit about her is
0: because she just seems so reactionary. Like the entire game could go without but yeah. <laughs> which the entire game could probably also go without Vaughn a little bit later, but the entire game can go without Pinello. Everything she does is a reaction to something that, you know, uh, Vaughn is doing. Um, also the only thing I will say, because, um, I'm gonna stop talking shit about Penelope. She's not that bad, but at least I didn't say that she looked like a man when she came on screen. Unlike somebody in this chat, so I'm just gonna throw that out there. It was just that one shot. It was that one angle. He literally saw her. And was like, "Why she look like a man?" And I was like, "Oh my god, you can't say that. <laughs> like, you can't say that. Oh my god." Um. Yeah. No. Uh, any Anybody else before I move on? Three, two, one. No. All right. Cool.
4: Uh, wait. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I was trying to unmute myself. Um, first impressions. I honestly felt like you guys are saying motherly figure, but I feel like she really has like a crush on him in the first go. Oh. At least my my opinion. I was be. getting full on like that. She liked him. I could see that, and that's why she wants to. Per- that's why she wants to protect him. I didn't see it like as a motherly thing. I saw it as like your bay. I don't know, oh. but um, I don't know. I mean, she's not horrible. I dislike her but she's pretty useless <laughs> that's all i can say uh, what about, that's uh, all i gotta say von? Uh-uh. Uh, von i don't actually mind von i feel like titus was definitely more annoying than him yeah um <laughs> titus was just uh something else but von isn't that bad i feel like it's because von doesn't talk much i feel like the cutscenes in this final fantasy aren't as often as they were in um the final fantasy 10 that we played at least in my opinion from my my memory but they're also um, shorter and they're shorter yes so I feel like when he talks he's not like oh but what is that you know oh that's so, true I don't mind him I don't mind him at
0: all uh Jabra Annie do you want to give impressions
5: or my uh, am I good to go yeah
4: um
5: I felt like Vaughn was kind of flat like I felt like the most 3d character so far was old Don and oh I love him (laughs) (laughs) that felt like a little weird to say like your main characters are supposed to be well-rounded and I'm sure that like we're pretty early in the game that like there's gonna be like a lot of development and stuff it's just it wasn't there at first it felt like Vaughn was kind of used to explain a lot of things like most of the stuff he would say would just be like oh so that's what just happened yeah
3: yeah I can see that I think flat was kind of a good word to use for that because once you said it I was like
2: yeah, I
3: can for both of them. Honestly, like, I I can I can get behind that.
0: I feel like, and this is gonna sound really weird at this point, but I feel like it's okay that they're flat, like because of the other characters that we're gonna talk about pretty soon. Yeah. I think it's totally fine that they're flat. Like, I am okay with them being flat characters because they would probably just never be in my party anyway. Uh, so, Jeff, did you want to Wanna jump in before I move on?
6: Um, with my Tainted first-time impression of them. I'm just gonna say I don't like either of them. Well, and there we, we go. Move on because we've already met better characters than both of them. So you there know,
4: this go. is just filler.
6: We're talking filler. That right
4: is now. very true. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's like, all
0: right, let's move on to the good people. They saw right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so um, I'm gonna summarize really quickly the rest of what happens. Uh, Vaughn decides that he's gonna help all, uh, this guy named Miguelo, who is a, a, a uh, whatever their race is called. I've already oh. forgotten. Um, oh my God. I think. they're all, I think. They're, they're what? What?
1: Bengals what
0: are, or one yes, thing? Yeah, the, the benga. Uh, I say that's what. it's called. Okay. yeah. Uh, and so he goes around to help him. The only significant thing that really happens is that he finds these galbana lilies that are out in the desert um, when he's out uh, sent on a, a desert hunt. And so we'll talk a little bit about that later. Um, he goes on a hunt and that's the first hunt that we as players encounter. And it's the first time we get out there and, and fight things. Um, and then he comes back and the gates are locked and uh Panello of course and uh um god what is his name i just said it
2: Hi. Miguelo. oh my oh, god magello
0: panello and Miguelo are uh, basically help everyone come in and we get the sense of how the city's being shut down for this big celebration and uh once they go through the celebration happens and there's this long-haired guy riding on top this floating car like a, it's like a, a, a float in the middle of the city his name is Vane Solidor. Uh, he is the new console commander of the Arcadia Empire Western Fleet. Um, and he hops from his car. He gives this rousing, rousing speech, excuse me, to the people of uh, Rabanaster. Uh, he promises the people that he won't frustrate the hatred that they have, uh, that the people of Rabinaster feel against the Empire. Um, he also won't ask for fealty from the people. Um, he says the fealty is due to their late king, not to him. Um, he mentions how even now um, he wants peace and goodwill for Dalmaska and to protect its people. Um, and he asks that together he and the people of Rabinaster honor the king and respect the peace that um, the king would definitely desire to continue to happen. Um, with two years from the war, he wants there to be peace, and if it's achieved, um, the hatred of the the people's hatred of the empire, um, he believes will go away. Uh, he says he will stand fast and ensure the hatred, ins- uh, ensure that that hatred is let go, and that he defends Damascus and he pays his debts to the people. Um, he says if Rabinaster will honor peace um they should if they want to honor peace they should do so for the fallen lady ash and for their fallen king ramanas um the speech goes pretty well and wins over the crowd pretty much everyone's like okay this guy came in he said all the right things uh as far as someone who is a commander uh from the arcadian empire um and then we see him meet miguelo he insists that Miguelo not call him Highness. He's like, just call me by my name. You know, another thing of him trying to be uh, empathetic and understanding and just be of the people. Um, and he says, importantly, I think, I don't know how important it is, but he says the he is the son of the emperor of Arcadia, which I was like, bitch, what? Like, that's, that's a big deal. You don't just offhandedly say that. Uh, but he says he is the son of the empire, um, the prince, the king of the empire. So he is the prince. Um, but he also says that Arcadia's Emperor is freely chosen by the people, and he is simply an elected official, and he wants to be treated as such. He wants to be seen as a citizen of Rabanaster, and he will accept being called by just his name. He's really just a people person, and he wants that to get across, so even though he is the son of the Empire who is literally trying to control the whole world, he's still a cool people, you know, he's still a cool piece. Um, So, did you guys have any feelings on that speech or vain as a character or uh, anything in particular that really stood out to you before we move on from there
4: that's After the one with the you. long hair right
0: yes
5: yeah
4: that's daddy oh my
2: god I mean wow.
5: that's true that's true she's
0: right I
4: mean that's true uh, you were not wrong that's <laughs> of facts uh I don't <laughs> what I was gonna say no that she's
5: right
0: <laughs> it does help it does help to be a daddy like he is the the son of the <laughs> empire that's taken over our whole city but also he's a daddy so like
2: okay it's cool
0: <laughs> fair you just you know you I mean are you going stop parents.
5: him are you gonna stop him
0: I mean, no, no. Yeah, i actually I will not. Okay. <laughs> I, you know, I, I think it actually adds to the image of him, right? Like, he just killed all of our society, he, you know, as people killed the king. I think that just
5: makes him even hotter. He can just, you know, try. I mean, listen, you were just mentioning that, like, he killed our parents, right? So, like, you're just making room for a new daddy.
2: Oh, my <laughs> <God>.
3: Look, I'm... <laughs> I was almost thinking of it like our Disney princess oh arc. God. Like, look, we don't even have parents to tell us no anymore.
2: I mean, so facts. They really don't. <laughs> <laughs> what is happening? I'm, can ruin I'm me. practically he can ruin an me. adult. I don't care. Oh, no. <laughs> okay.
0: Oh, my God. Well, do you have any thoughts on his speech? Did, was it believable? Do you think that he actually is truly for the people? <laughs>
4: it's a politician
0: guys come on uh, it's a politician so, so you yeah. said you don't believe it
3: um i'm kind of like <laughs> in the <laughs> i i was like listening to it and although yes i was looking into his dreamy um <laughs> potentially villainous but at the same time i don't really care eyes oh my uh, gosh. <laughs> i i was like mm, he could just be saying all this shit like I don't think he means all this nice stuff I was like seeing everyone in the crowd like start to clap their hands and everything like that and I was like y'all we're literally starving and just got kicked by a car this afternoon (laughs) and you're like yeah he's great I'm for him you know so I was like "Mm." I don't think I'm buying it I'm not necessarily saying he's the evil one because it's like I see that he could be like a good cog in a really fucked up machine you Mm -hmm. know right now I the jury's kind of out on him his appearance kind of
4: helps them right now you know but (laughs) um very culty vibes though
3: yeah kind and like how quick everyone was just to like yeah I'm wow, I'm sold. He said nice words to me. And that made me feel special. (laughs) Like everyone was real quick to just jump on the... (laughs) <laughs> on the bandwagon with that speech I
0: mean Steph is right it is the cult vibes like you you deprive them of food you lock them out and then you come in and tell them how good you're gonna be and then they just join you because you know that's what happens in cults it's that's it is, that's he true. is he is the cult leader plus he's cute plus he's cute so plus it does cute. it does help um if his
3: face is gonna be printed on money at least you know I Look, I won't own any I might own one exactly. penny, but if his face is on it, that's all the pennies I need. I just need one.
0: And this is why we have JRPG
1: club this conversation right? Here. <laughs> this is the reason. Uh, anyone else?
2: Yep. Yeah. So
1: Vane is Vane is three things. He's handsome, he's charismatic, and he's got a way of words. And it's for those three reasons that I do not trust this man. <laughs> His
3: like, like a, so vain i, just
2: I was just gonna, gonna say his there. name is
1: literally
3: vain like yeah on. yeah vain
1: salvador like like i was being moved by that speech and when i was like when i was getting moved despite the fact that position was, was like oh no this man is dangerous yeah. like <laughs> uh, 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 like 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 when i felt myself get slayed i was like oh no this guy this guy has to be trouble this is he is too powerful. His words. <laughs> so when, so when, so when the people started clapping, I, that's when I knew that he was dangerous. Because yeah, no, everything he makes said made made sense in the context of like you know his situation and why they ended up clapping for him. Now I just want to point something out real quick though. Um, I talked to like pretty much every NPC I could when I was both on the service, Robin as well as low time, which we'll talk about later. On the surface, a lot of people were kind of echoing the whole applause, be like, "Hey, that that Vain guy, I, I guess he's not so bad. Maybe this will be okay." You go to Lowtown though, and nobody trusts Vane. Like yeah. they, they like they would they would see him hang to, down in Lowtown, yeah. and that just speaks to like the situation that they're in. And you know, the people in Lowtown, more most of them probably didn't even see that speech, so they didn't have the the uh, benefit of even getting swooned by his words but so that, that the-
3: also means they didn't see how handsome he was so oh my gosh fair point <laughs> that's true that's, <laughs> fair point. that's true yep that's very <laughs> sorry true. Brent, fair point. no no you're good that's all that's all that's
1: all i, that's all I really gotta say about Vane. it's just like he has like three really good things going for him i i don't want to hate him but i'm probably going to i'm getting kind of see more vibes from him Okay, but I
2: think Seymour was.
4: But was Seymour not a daddy, though?
1: (laughs) He
2: was, yes. (laughs) Seymour was a daddy. (laughs) Well,
0: now I feel like it's confirmed because
4: if Seymour
0: was a daddy and he was the bad guy. There's a pattern here. There's
3: a pattern here. (laughs) (laughs) Final Fantasy knows what works, okay? Exactly. (laughs) Don't change what isn't broken.
0: (laughs) uh, For anyone who listens to our podcast, you know Kelly. Kelly loves Sephiroth. And I mean, Sephiroth is gorgeous, but he's also the bad guy. So, yeah, there's the pattern here. I think we figured it out. But sometimes the bad guys aren't necessarily really bad. But, I mean, we don't even know. I don't know if he's a bad guy.
5: I don't know. Um, Annie, did you want to jump in? Yeah. I was going to say, um, all we've really been handed at this point is, like, the end of the war. And then, like, this guy, right? We don't know any of, like, the diplomacy that was trying to go on before, if there was any even. So, like, this could just be, like, good peoples. And, like, we're yep. the bad people. And now he's like, listen, we didn't want to do that. But we had to. And now we can all just be one and they're like, "No, fuck you, you killed my dad. I'm gonna kill you." And it's like, uh, I don't know everything that's going on yet. Uh, yeah, true. He is in a very precarious position, too, being the son of
0: the emperor, like it's like, yeah, you know, maybe he is that, because you know there's always that trope of like the son of the bad guy who wants to be good, but the dad's always like, "No, you gotta be bad." I feel like that's the Star Wars thing. I don't know. I don't watch Star Wars, but it sounds very Star Wars-y.
5: Am I wrong? I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna put this label on it. I've never seen it or heard anything about this label, but this is the label I'm putting on it.
2: <laughs> yeah, tell yeah, tell me if
5: it's like, the wrong label though.
2: Because
0: isn't Luke's dad the bad guy? <laughs> yes, like... you
5: know, you are correct.
0: But Luke yeah, wants that's... to be good. But he right? didn't
5: know. He didn't know. Okay, but he did he so, to so yeah, be good. he didn't know. But yeah. he wants
0: to be good. But yes. his, bad guy, his dad's a bad guy.
5: But he doesn't know. Right. He doesn't know the his guy. dad's a bad guy.
0: Okay, so Vane maybe. He Vane thought the bad guy killed his dad, honestly. Maybe yeah. Vane was adopted, yeah. so he doesn't even know it's not even his real bag. I mean, yeah. oh, that'd be that be a tool, tw- that'd be
1: helpful.
0: Maybe tw- he tw-
3: doesn't. Maybe he doesn't know he's adopted. Um, and maybe he doesn't know Vane's going to have either <laughs> his villain arc because of that or his good guy arc.
0: You <laughs> yeah, know. never know. <laughs> um, so, speaking of Lowtown, after Vane has his lovely little speech, Vaughn, for whatever fucking reason, decides that he is going to break into. I killed three the...
3: sewer rats, guys. I can <laughs> take on the palace. It's he decides, fine.
0: Yep. He decides he's going to break into the treasury room in the palace and steal something because he doesn't like how I guess uh, uh, Dalmasca and Rabinaster are being treated by the empire and it's not fair that um, you know the rich people get to be above here and living life and etc and the rest of us are you know just slumming it Um, so yeah he feels like it's not fair and he decides for that reason that he's gonna they're having a fate and he's gonna during the fate he's gonna break into the castle and steal something of value so to do so, he goes to Lowtown uh, that Brandon was talking about a little bit, and he meets this cute little old man, this old little brown man smoking a pipe, petting a weird looking pink rabbit <laughs> named Old Dallin, who I love. I just, I love him so much. Um, and, and very quickly, because I said I was going to talk about this. Um, Characters like him, I think do a really good job at world building in Final Fantasy 12 because uh, I, we talked a little bit in chat about how big just everything is and how you get lost and how this map is huge. And this game is literally filled. There are NPCs everywhere to talk to. They are all different races, different colors. Like I, I really love that Final Fantasy 12 has so far um shown how diverse the world of Ivelisse is uh, I just have to point that out it's really dope like I was talking to this little old brown man smoking his pipe and I was like oh this is so cute look at you you're probably gonna die soon but like <laughs> I appreciate his character design God. he is gonna die that man is gonna die soon
4: or he's gonna live why forever. you gotta why you, exactly you didn't know that You don't know what's in death in the, the pipe, beginning hello today, thank so you it really is devil's juice <laughs> Double juice him that will forever. make him live forever
0: it's keeping him alive forever i don't know if his character is a stereotype or not but i appreciated having some nice brown skinned people in there doing doing their thing living in the world um Anyway, so he talks to old Dallin, who is like, hey, I know how to get you in the palace, because of course he does. Um, and he tells him that there's a secret alleyway that leads directly into the palace. There's a door with a magic stone that opens it, and uh, Dallin has the stone that he has to give to Vaughn, but Vaughn Von has to take the stone out and give it some juice, some power, and then come back with it and then break into the palace. Um, so, Lowtown, let's talk about it just really quickly. Um, as Brandon mentioned, everyone in Lowtown is there because they cannot afford to live above the ground. Um, All those people in Lowtown once did live above the sewers because, by the way, Lowtown means they're living in the sewers. So they all once Mm. did live above the sewers until they were forced underground by the Imperials after the war. So, of course, this means that Vane and his people took the lowest of the low rung that were living above town, forced them to live in the sewers, and everyone who had money, they left them living above town, but um, everyone who lives above the ground um it takes a lot of gill by the way which is money and in, in final fantasy it takes a lot of gill to live above ground but um the good thing for the people living in low town is that the imperials don't bother going below um uh, into the sewers which pretty much leaves the Rabinaster citizens um uh in low town to their own devices so this is the first time that we've actually experienced the disparity in Rabinaster. so what the empire has effectively done is they've separated the population uh uh at the poverty line and just stuck the lowest of the low literally they just took all the 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 poor people and moved them into the sewers and they were like get out and then just left everyone above and i was like holy shit this is actually like if you think about it really
2: fucking horrible. gentrification
0: like it is the worst worst version of gentrification because you literally just put them in the fucking sewer like you didn't even move them anywhere you literally threw them in the sewers and was like bye <laughs> Like you didn't take them anywhere else and, and the impact of that I think isn't really felt until you actually talk to the NPCs who kind of explain mm-hmm. basically what Brandon said like all that information that I just told you guys was from speaking to this little nosy ass girl who lives like in low town because she just listens to everything and you know she questions things she's like um damn i don't Brandon, do you remember what question she asked like there was something she said that really struck me um i think she, she she talks about like she's like you know above ground they have it fine but below like the Empire doesn't come here, but she, she talks about why she thinks that the Empire put them down there and why it might be better to be down there and also why it's better to be above, and she's just like this really smart character that has a shit ton to say about their situation, but um, yeah, I, I really think the game doesn't really push the message of gentrification forward, but if you pay attention, it's like, damn, not only did the Empire you know, take away from these people, it literally gentrified the the, the Dalmascans. Like, it's really fucking bad. Um, anything on that before I move on?
5: Yeah, I'm gonna help your SEO for like five seconds. In okay. the new hit show on Netflix, Arcane, uh, the League of Legends mm. story, um, which is actually doing really well. I'm really glad because it's really good. Um, it's a lot like the setting there where they have Piltover is separated into like the upper society which gets all like the protections of the police and mm-hmm. all that good stuff and then you have what's called the lanes and those are the poor people they're all hooked up on like some drug that they call shimmer um and the cops only go down there to beat them basically yep that
0: is thank you annie that is pretty much it i've watched one episode it's really good so far it's really good um <clears throat> anyone else on on this revelation before i move on No, really. All right. Uh so old on's like, yeah, you gotta take this thing, go make a sunstone, come back. Um, so we go out and um, we travel in the desert, and Pinello is like, what are you doing, Vaughn? I'm coming with you because I can't trust you to do shit on your own. Um, and so we finally get a second party member. I'm gonna talk a little bit about um, the, the the mechanics of battle uh, um, a bit later, but we finally get a second party member who is Pinello, who joins us. Um, we go out, we do the thing. There's some little kid that's broken his leg or hurt his leg or something, and he was making, whatever, none of that matters. We get the Sunstone, it's powered up, up. we come back to old and we're like hey we've got it uh he's like all right so don't forget where to go you go this way go that way get into the palace so we go back um he tells us uh what does he say something about a signet um
1: uh he gives it us was the- like a whole Uh, rhyme thing
0: (laughs) yeah uh he gives us instructions to get into the castle uh and then subsequently the royal treasury um it was i i got it the signet yearns for sunstone strength to light the clouded way and i was like i don't know what the fuck that means i feel like i'm I'm not gonna remember this yeah I (laughs) i hope i don't need this because i've already forgotten it um And right before we head out, there's a shortcut scene of what looks to be a royal guard of Rabanaster, the royal guard that we saw in the beginning, and it looks like they're planning to infiltrate the castle with a mysterious figure that we don't know yet. Um, And the royal guard, as in the royal guard of Rabanaster, the ones who infiltrated to try to save the king from the beginning. It looks like they are also about to be trying to break into this castle. So not only is Vaughn trying to break in during the feat, uh, it looks like there's another group that's also attempting to do the same. Um, so then we traveled through the Garam Scythe waterway. We make our way into the Royal Palace and then we see another cutscene of two individuals flying some hoverized motorbike. Um, and they are also about to make their way into the palace grounds in another area. So now we have Vaughn breaking in in one side. We've got got this group of Rabinaster soldiers who hate the empire breaking in, and on another side with some mysterious figure. And then we have just these two who we find out are sky pirates flying a fucking flying motorcycle, really cool, <laughs> also about to break into this palace. Um, so after exploring inside the castle, we use the crystal, we flip some hidden switches, we go through some false walls, we make it to the treasury. There's a statue directly inside uh, that opens as soon as we open the door and there's a mysterious crystal uh, inside of it. Uh, Von walks up, he takes the crystal and then the two strangers that we saw earlier on the motorbike, uh, they come in and um, we are now introduced to Fran and Balthier and they attempt to steal the, what is now known as a magicite, the Stone from Vaughn who of course then lines like a baby saying it's his uh, so let's talk about first impressions of Fran, Fran and uh, Balthier because uh, one thing that I will say is they are the best characters in this game and best characters 100%
3: baddies
0: the reason that and that's why I said you know it's unnecessary Vaughn and Panella are so unnecessary and I think that the reason that Vaughn is so Unnecessary is because Bosh himself. I'm sorry, not Bosh. Uh, Balthier himself literally says, "I am the leading man," and I'm like, "Well, yeah, you are. Like, you are the star <laughs> of this game." No wonder Thank you for everybody finally else
3: introducing sucks. yourself. Exactly.
0: So. <laughs> no wonder everyone else sucks. You are the star of the game. So yeah, let's talk a little bit about Fran and Balthier. Give me first improb- um <laughs> uh, Not Balthier. Yes, Balthier. Sorry. Give me first impressions of Fran and Balthier, please. Fran yeah, is um, Bay. Yep.
4: Yeah, <laughs> Fran is
1: Bay. Balthier is Daddy. That's. That's my first impressions on, <laughs> on both of them. They are incredible. And like I I like if Vaughn wasn't right there while they were there, I would have forgotten about him completely. Because
0: because
1: Panella would have had had, had had already disappeared from my mind. I'm like, who? I'm just like <laughs> they you know, command every scene. Honestly, like 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 uh, and we're gonna get more into a second, but there's like a guest that comes with you that was like, can it just be about this guest and Balthier and Fran? Literally, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> can they yeah. just be the game? Because <laughs> like all three of those characters are, I instantly like them compared to compared to Vana and Pinot, who I'm just like, eh. no, they're great. <laughs> I, abs- I, I I absolutely love uh, Balthier and Fran. First off, you described them that scene coming out from the in the uh, flying motorcycle. What an entrance, Right, as if, they're, as, if they're, as if their designs weren't enough. They make such an awesome entrance. They are already sky pirates, which Vaughn is just wants to be one. So they're already living their life, their best life uh, down there. Uh, both ears voice was like literally making me melt. And same with friends. It was just like- Such
0: yeah. great fucking English voice acting on those two. Holy shit, I love them. Like I yeah, love super good. their is so good. They're, they're incredible
2: yeah
1: so i I, I, I want to say my first impression of them was really good yeah
0: yeah I, I feel pretty positive about it when i saw her bending over had her little booty tooted out driving that motorcycle i was like girl who are you i want to meet you fuck Von. fuck like <laughs> <laughs> hello like you are gorgeous and you know i love me some brown skin characters i was like hey babe, i'll be here balsier um i also feel like they got something for each other like they're totally fucking Called it. Called it. One hundred percent. He is tapping that bunny booty. Like I called it. I don't care. I mean, who
4: wouldn't though? I mean, you know, who (laughs) wouldn't?
0: Who wouldn't?
3: They're both fine. I mean,
0: I'd love to be in the middle of that one.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Um, but I mean, kind of going back to um, what Annie had talked about. You go from having these characters that I feel like. Had been kind of flat and then you know I felt like the whole time of trying to get like used to Vaughn and Pinello a little bit um with her you know I kind of felt like okay sure she's there so that way we're both leveling up and you know I'm getting used to combat and everything and then with Vaughn I was like eh you know yeah, <laughs> like I yeah. felt like I just kind of like kept like maybe he'll grow on me eventually maybe he won't and I think the cool thing about how the zodiac works is I was at least trying to like get um, a little bit more like bonded with him over that instance of it of like choosing a zodiac sign based on that
2: mm-hmm. um
3: so you know it was like I was kind of more like mm, maybe if I don't get attached to his character in the sense of like writing or development wise at least like the choices that I make with him um like we'll you care more Yeah, like maybe that'll happen. But then I met the two of them. And it was like, for how well they're written, for how well they're immediately acted, for how interesting they're immediately are, you know, like you automatically want to know why the fuck they're there. You want to know, you know, why are they after this item? We already know why Vaughn is in this sort of like childish, I'm going to steal. Like, First of all, we're you're not taking this to a pawn shop Von. for real. You know,
2: like, thing <laughs> is right?
3: Like, <laughs> so it's like you want to know what they want to do with it, not what Vaughn wants to do with it. You know, y- you want to know their whole purpose for being here way more than Vaughn's. It's like everything they immediately do when they walk into this situation, you're way more invested in. Mm-hmm. So it's like they're immediately cranked up to a thousand <laughs> when they walk into the situation. Yep. You know, so it's like. Just meeting them instantly, you know? And like, I know that you and I were talking about it because you introduced me to Fran like way, 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 way long ago, years ago. And I fell in love with her voice acting so long ago. She has the coolest voice ever. And so just like hearing her and everything like that too. And then seeing this like charismatic, like personality that Balthier just like, exudes you know like I can't even think of like a better word to use for him um you know it's like I'm ready to go on whatever fucking trip they take me <laughs> yes. on. I don't care where the fuck Vaughn ends up. He can be in our back oh pocket, you know, like whatever. You know, at this point, I feel bad because you know the whole thing with Rex and everything like that. It's not like I want anything bad to happen to Vaughn. He can, you know, tag along in the background. He can help us on our Sky Pirate ship because I'm going wherever the fuck Fran and Balthier say. go. Yes. Like, I'm signed the fuck up. So my first impression is like. I don't know where this story is going now at this point but right now I'm so invested because of these two characters yes. like just I'm in <laughs> as soon as they fucking stormed into the scene tried to steal the shit that I just stole I was like okay here you go you can have you can it, have it right? Right? <laughs> like, I don't want it anymore. just tell me what it? you do with it I want to know <laughs> <laughs> can I Are actually you- help you can I be You're your so right now you're so
0: right, that Like, what the fuck is Vaughn going to do with this? He doesn't even know what it is. And they're right? just like, bro, like, you were 12 years old. Like, you can't old.
3: walk like, back into town with this thing that you just stole from the palace. Like,
0: all,
2: like, hello, Vaughn?
0: And I I also think that, you know, Balthier, there is a very fine line between being charismatic and being cocky. And he like, his character is so well done that he kind of rides the line that it's not, you know, because you can have characters that are really annoying um, with Mm -hmm. their cockiness, but he just like everything he says, I'm like, yeah, no, you, yeah, you could do it. I'm sure. Like, if he
3: said he could do that. Even, I love the way that he does the tutorial for the gambits Mm -hmm. because it's like, Again, I think JRPGs can do tutorials so wrong where they're just feeding you information that becomes way too overwhelming. But having him describe it like his character yeah, and him being like, well, personally, I wouldn't do it this way, darling. But if yes. you're going to, you know, and I was just like, oh my, yeah, tell me to switch yeah. it to heal ally. Okay, daddy. Like, you know, so I mean, it just like, Just even having the Gambit tutorial be in his voice and, you know, everything like that made me like, I feel like it made it stick a little bit more and made me realize how it's going to work a little bit better and that Mm -hmm. I can go in and so highly um, personalize it and have so many because, you know, it did kind of go through both in a way that was, um, oh my God, I just had the word in it. like. (laughs) went out of my brain um it was both like insightful but then at the same time it left it so that you can go and explore on your own it's not like let me hold your hand through every single step of this but it showed what an attack type one what an offensive one is and what a defensive or like a healing one is you know Mm -hmm. so I was like okay I like that it showed both so I know a little bit of both but at the same time it's like but by the way, we're still in the sewers, so let's, uh, let's get out go. of here. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so I was like, okay, cool. I'm, I'm about both of this. Like, let's, let's get out all.
0: And uh, Fran, I think this is the first time we see uh, Vieira actually talking. Uh, and so I think the voice actress is just so great because it's so striking there's an accent there and you know that Mm -hmm. she's different like you know that she has a fucking story to tell we don't -hmm. know what it is yet Mm -hmm. but you can hear it and um, it's just really exciting it's it's very exciting so uh, I'm gonna move on a little bit and then we can talk about more stuff because we've got another character that is gonna come Uh, so um, there's some commotion actually, uh, within the palace, which gives Vaughn a chance to run. Um, so he walks outside and he sees an airship and there's literally an airship bombing the palace with the resistance, which is like, holy shit, what exactly is going on now? Because for whatever reason, something's happening, something bad is happening, who knows? Um, Vaughn uses this chance to escape and, um, as this is happening, There is uh, Balthier and Fran. They chase him out. um, And then they jump off the ledge and take Vaughn with them and I'm like what the fuck are they doing um, and they, they, they jump off the ledge Fran uh, has the motorbike she's driving the motorbike they jump off with Vaughn um, and unfortunately something happens with the motorbike it's not listening to her and they crash they get into the sewers and um, as uh, Marissa mentioned we now have access to the party menu and we have access to gambits which are explained to us um, and after that we go through the sewers there are some fallen soldiers in the alleyway um mentions that this was part of Vane's plan to lure the insurgents in during the banquet um and then have them killed so this is the first instance of like oh shit if Balthier is white right uh Vane probably knew some shit like this was going to happen he had it all planned out and this is his way of ensuring that any insurgents who still don't like the empire are going to be killed um so as we traverse further we come upon this mysterious woman which is the the same woman we saw earlier who was with the resistance um and she's being attacked by some imperial guards uh Vaughn is there he tells her to jump down she jumps down from the ledge into Vaughn's arms literally while this happened I was like oh my god he gonna drop her but he didn't he caught her <laughs> uh, <laughs> I really just knew he was gonna drop her uh so she jumps into Vaughn's arms um and then Vaughn Fran, Balthier, and this mysterious woman fight together. They save her. She introduces herself as Amalia, and uh, after that, the magicite, which Van is holding it reacts to her in some weird way. Um, and uh, as sh- uh, and while she's talking, she asks what happened to those who came with her. She finds out that uh, they are all dead. Like all her resistance, all her resistance friends are dead because. Like the empires fucked them up. Uh so she then joins the party as a guest character and she mentions that she's part of the insurgents. Um, and she's like, We're not the resistance, we're insurgents. She's like, she wants to be very clear, like, don't call us, we're don't call us uh, um I'm sorry, we are the resistance, don't call us insurgents. Um, so then as we continue, we get to our first mini boss, which is a group of four flans. Uh, we proceed, and then we run into the real final boss, which is Firemain. And uh, once we defeat Firemane, uh, Lord Vane shows up. Uh, with his imperial guard and puts all of us under arrest. Uh, While this happens Amalia is taken away and while she's taken away she says let the release these people they've done nothing wrong Uh, they don't give a fuck they still arrest her and take her away Uh, and the rest of the gang is thrown into the Nalbana dungeons Um, and while in the dungeons uh, Vaughn has a nice little memory played of uh, Rex when um, um
3: is it nice? Well,
0: okay, uh, <laughs> it's not necessarily nice. He has a memory of Rex um, and he's talking to Rex. He gives him the Galbania flowers that I mentioned before and he uh, asks um, he wonders if rex really had anything to do with killing the king and that's everything for the story so um next we're just going to talk about the latest addition to the party this guest character amalia then we'll talk about uh combat uh overall and then we'll be done with the podcast does that sound good to you guys we're gonna talk about
1: classes as well,
0: right? Yes, yes, of course the uh, classes and uh, okay, all of bad, that bad. is gonna be included Oof. in all that's gonna be included in our discussion of uh the gameplay mechanics. um Ooh. so let's get into it um, <clears throat> all right, so to continue on, that's everything that happens in the story. Let's talk about this guest character and then we're gonna talk about uh some some wonderful game mechanics, what classes everybody picked, how the combat is, et cetera. So first up, Amalia thoughts opinions tell me amalia came in and i
4: agree
1: uh, and after and after the guest tutorial i was like you sure she has to be a guest can she can she just stay in the party because she's she's really cool i just i I want i want her to stay
6: (laughs) (laughs) already better than better than Von and honestly like if if
1: if the first ended and Von was just like you know what I'm gonna just take on a street level. This 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 adventure thing doesn't suit me, and it was just Amalia, Balthier, and friend. I'd be like, you know what? That's all right. I'll take that. She is but really cool. She's just really cool. That's a, that's really all there is to it. Like she's a, she's headstrong and she like cares about like them because she was like, hey, take me, not them or whatever. Which is something I appreciate as oh, well. Oh yeah, she I did re- say that.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I just I really hope we see more of her later on because I really like her so far. Legit, she was like, so y'all
0: stole that? And they were like, yeah. And she was like, oh, my God fine whatever <laughs> like, yeah. like yeah I mean it is what it is like I guess you can't be bothered now like okay I guess I'm working with like a oh there's also that moment where Pinello finds out that um Vaughn I almost called him Titus where Pinello <laughs> finds out that Vaughn is um arrested and she runs over and then you know Balthier being the cool guy he is he literally just steps in the way and he's like hold this for me while I go save your dumbass friend and I'm like oh my god this man can get right.
3: it right with it." A- handkerchief like yes you. Like, I, I was just like <sighs> oh my god like,
0: like you can get it anytime anywhere sir like come <laughs> on he, he didn't even do he literally just stood to the side and was like hold this for me i got this i'm like oh my god daddy oh my god. he's just so likable uh, Fran Panello Panello she saw it that's why she was like oh, oh okay
2: she-
3: <laughs> like I, I guess I have to listen now I'm in love um
0: she knew
3: now I have to get your name tattooed on me somewhere I, mm-hmm. those are the rules I don't make them um so I <laughs> have of them. <laughs> yeah <laughs> I have thoughts on what's Amalia? her yeah but like I also feel like i can't say them no really like...
0: they're not spoilers because they're literally they're a part theories. of the
3: game we played uh, yeah <sighs> i thought in the very beginning it was bullshit that lady ash killed herself and then i saw her this this lady Amalia. that is a guest yeah and <laughs> i'm just like mm this is the bitch,
2: like <laughs> I killed no. That's you.
4: No. If it's if her, if it's her, I will lose my shit. I same.
2: Lose my shit. same, same. I, I, lose so. my
4: shit.
3: I saw her standing there and i was just like lady ash what are you doing up there like you are being so extra right now you, you're not even hidden there's not even a hood on your head or like a disguise or a mask or anything so that's where i'm at okay um with that because the whole like i totally get the whole you know, it's probably for her safety or, you know, some sort of, like, thing for them to claim that she committed suicide or that, you know, even if it was some sort of, like, way to manipulate the people into, like, look, you've lost everything, even your lady. Um, but, like, girl, I'm not <laughs> Marissa's like,
0: bitch, that's you. <laughs>
3: like, yeah.
0: I am not fooled. <laughs>
3: like now i have to announced it i was just like no she's coming back and i think the thing is too is like i looked at it even like a film theory thing because i was like they are bringing her up way too damn much for her to be dead and then i saw this bitch and i was like this is you (laughs) (laughs) i wanted to do like the flynn rider thing from uh fucking tangled and be like ma'am is this you just with like a different nose or something like, <laughs> yeah. uh, I you're mean just wearing a different outfit like just not a wedding dress maybe like, she got a
0: sister damn um,
3: no <laughs> <laughs> I'm not feeling it um but yeah so that's where my thoughts are aligned uh,
0: currently, right So, now. can I ask, uh, Brandon and, and Steph, like, how do you feel about that theory? Because y'all are just like, if that's
4: her, I'm gonna lose my shit. Oh, I would a hundred percent agree. I would back that storyline so hard.
0: Okay, yeah. so, so just you because it's like, so you guys aren't sold that it's Lady Ash, but you would back the story.
4: Uh, yes, like I guess I mean Marissa brings up a good point where she could be faking that death to you know you don't know the reasons it could be to help the people or it could be to like part of the resistance or whatever it is that she calls them because i mean i'm sure after she died that's when she found out or you know before she died quote quote um <laughs> all of the the i guess the um the what is that called when they go against the royalty what is that called
2: treason,
4: treason. like treason yeah hmm. Um, that was going on so I mean maybe it kind of um, was a way to also like save herself so I see it I can see her disguising herself but also if she really was I don't see why she wouldn't be covering her face that well because I feel like people would realize that's her so I don't know
0: (laughs) right you're literally in the middle of a wedding ceremony we all know what you look
4: like but my thing is like Again, my memory could be failing me, but didn't she have black hair? Or am I am I I'm, could be crazy?
0: Uh, she did have that veil over her hair that was black during okay. the funeral, and she did have like darker hair. Um, I believe. Okay. But but she had like brownish hair in the beginning. So maybe maybe it's so a veil. I mean
4: she could be pulling a Hannah Montana for all we know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't She's know. But like... <laughs> <And> both <dyes laughs> in her compartment. Didn't change her hair. Yes. I mean, it's totally possible again if it, if that is the case I back it just because that's a cool a cool little like twist in the story mm-hmm. um, but yeah I, I look forward to seeing I hope it is I kind of hope it is
1: Brandon no I'm, I'm pretty much in, in, in agreement like I, I could go either way out of it I would love it if she was though
0: oh cool uh, All right. Uh, any or jobs? do you have anything to add about um, Amalia
6: mm, no
0: don't even she's not even cool just not no she she's is cool then.
6: I I, like I Listen. said already she's already way better than Von and Penelope already I already <laughs> called them fillers because I don't like them rip and yeah this chick is way cooler than them uh Annie you're saying
5: yeah um hold on I got a dog walking on my headphone cord give me one second okay no problem <laughs> <laughs> that also sounds adorable by the way <clears throat> all right so um Amalia. Yeah, she's cute and she has a sword and a shield. And I was like, yo, you can be like the buff mommy babe who can like protect me. Cool.
0: Yes. Oh Oh my gosh, yes. Yes. Okay. So since you brought that up, let's talk about character classes, right? So the Zodiac Age gives you 12 different classes. Each class is tied to a Zodiac sign, which I think is pretty freaking cool. There are also summons in the game that are also tied to zodiacs. so I can't wait until we get to see what summons are tied to our Zodiac signs in real life. Uh, But anyway, there are 12 different classes, each based on a zodiac sign. So this game literally allows you the option to pick whatever class you want for whatever character, which is always fun. So uh, we did talk a little bit about some of the stuff in the game because I know that I mentioned that I was having some issues with the last hunt um, character uh, 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 enemy that you have to take down that uh, I believe... Brandon and Marissa had absolutely no problems with um I would
3: say no problems okay, oh, okay. <laughs> I had problems I had like... problems <laughs>
0: well, like my, first had two, my first two attempts didn't go well y'all had a much easier time than I did so uh let's discuss what classes you picked for Vaughn and Panella while she was a guest member and if you did choose classes for um Fran and Balthier what classes you chose for them
3: and why starting with Marissa oh um, uh, <laughs> I was looking up my thing. I remember what I picked for Vaughn and uh Pinello. Um, so I again for Vaughn wanted to try and like maybe I'll like him more if he's based on my zodiac. So I went for the time war mage, I think is the official. Oh, I think time, title. Battle.
0: time battle or yeah. time
3: battle. Um, so that's kind of interesting. Um I typically go for like either um well typically healers uh let's just be real here (laughs) so it's been kind of interesting to have more like debuffs and stuff like that as opposed to just like straight healing or anything um but then also still having of course you know you start out with your dagger um the licenses are still kind of weird but I think it's just more of like getting used to having the um like you have to Purchase the licenses for accessories and stuff. Yeah. And at first, I didn't quite get how you could have the license to use your Libra ability, but then you didn't just get it and you had to go like buy it from a shop. And that was <laughs> yeah. really confusing to me because I was like, <laughs> I have the Libra ability. Why can't I use it? Um, so, you know, like at first it was a little bit confusing, but now that um, I've gotten to play that, um, you know. I figured it out um, I'm on the right track now um, and then for Pinello, right now I have her as a white mage but I think I want to swap that up um, for consistency's sake because you meet Fran and she has a bow I picked Archer well <laughs> and for consistency's sake because you meet Balthier and he has a gun I picked Machinist <laughs> um, because it said proficiency in guns or you know whatever so I think I'm going to switch all of that. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> once, you know, I'm able to talk to the person that you can do that with again. Um, but I made those decisions in the sewer and have not <laughs> been able to talk to an in individual yep. sense.
2: Yep. So <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh,
3: yep. <laughs> those are, those are my current classes right now that I've been kind of locked into because I figured, you know, going into a boss, to me, I thought you had to have class decisions made. I didn't like realize that, you know, you've just already had accents, uh, access to their licenses. I realized like, obviously, because of the tutorial on Gambit's, clearly Fran knew uh, Cure, I think yep. is what it's called. And then Valthier um, knew First Aid, but I felt like, oh shit, well, I need is to make trash. these. Huh? First Aid is trash. By the way yeah and like i had no idea i was just like oh fuck i'm gonna fight the boss soon and so i made a decision <laughs> <laughs> and so i was like fran's an archer and so i picked that and then the, oh, no. machinist <laughs> <for> Balthier, <laughs> because i was freaking out <laughs> thinking i was gonna fail this boss fight um so yeah those are the classes i've picked so far and i'm not uh thrilled with my decisions yet uh but you know i will change those up eventually it's just that right now where we've left off i can't because I can't talk to anyone I'm just stuck somewhere
2: I <laughs> <Yeah.
3: laughs> current
0: uh so I'll go next uh, because I'm the next person that I see for for uh, so what I decided to do was not follow what their base classes were because um I, since I did play a little bit of the original I've already had Fran at Fran as a uh uh Archer and Belthier as a machinist. So I was like, nah, we're not doing that this time. Uh, I made Vaughn, I believe I made him a Shikari so that he is just like um, stabbing people with daggers. Uh, and then I switched him. At first he was a Shikari. I No, I'm totally lying. He is a monk. I made Vaughn a monk and he is so cool because if you uh, get monk proficiency, you get a pole and he like flings the pole around and he does all this really cool, like pole flipping stuff. And if you do the the victory scene at the end, he like flips the pole up and I was like, oh shit, bro, you cool as fuck. Um, and so he's a monk and I had Pinello as a Shikari. And so when I took on the third boss, I had no healing except for first aid, which is trash. Um and that's why it was so hard, but I, I leveled up a little bit and I, I bought, you know, license. I bought the license for more health for her, and I did it again, and it was super easy. So I had Shikari and Monk for those two. And Fran is my black mage, and Balthier is my Bushi, which is the katana wielding samurai style job. Um, what about job?
6: Well. I'm I'm kinda gonna be the stick in the mud this time. I'm gonna have to leave you on to be decided. Because for Vaughn at least, I picked Archer at first because I want to do the same thing you did of I don't want to do what I did in the first run. I don't want him to wield knives again. Mm-hmm. So I just tried something else different. And then when I couldn't get anything in the license board, I was like, Wow, I'm wasting my time right now. I don't <laughs> like I'm gonna commit to something and regret it. And I don't want to do that, so I switched them to red battle mage because that's like kind of what I have interest in now. But for Penelo, Balthier and Fran, I haven't picked anything yet because uh, I don't have any licenses. So I'm like, what do I do with this? It's just, this gives can, me nothing.
0: You can buy a few licenses now.
6: Yeah, I but I didn't. Battles. I didn't really grind money or anything like that to buy stuff. So like right now, I don't really have anything. So I just didn't make them anything. And when I do get something. Uh, I'm just, all right, this is what you're doing
3: wait guys you mean we get out of the prison no i'm just kidding
6: <laughs> as you can see jeb was just
0: like this is too early too easy so he just went in no classes it. nah, it's not right. we just i'm don't a veteran have i don't need to pick classes just like me in freaking in out our... in the
3: chat and i was like oh my god was he level nine before the boss <laughs> yeah. i need to fucking play this game for 15 hours
6: yeah, <laughs> you guys are definitely higher level than me i'm level six
3: so some far. of you are level yeah, like eight
6: i'm <laughs> um, like nah. i am also
1: level six uh brandon what about you what classes did you pick so for the latter three it's the, it's it's just the same as marissa Penel is a white mage Fran is an archer and Baltier is a my machinist for the same reason that pretty much that she said yeah like uh with panella like i was like okay she's my first party member i needed a white mage like i i, I just feel like i need at least one healer while von does the damage uh, speaking of which Vaughn's class that i have him in right now uh was based on my zodiac sign so i made him a red battle mage oh,
4: and hey.
1: and that's been pretty interesting so far it's uh i haven't really got to i haven't found any maces yet so i haven't been able to give him the weapon of his class yet um, but i have been getting some cool skills like i've been getting like slow for example i have dark which has been useful especially for that flowering cactoid so having slow and dark on that thing was like really useful to taking I did it down not have either on that thing <laughs> yeah like i was i was i got i got it with both status and pinello was healing me It was still it was a very long fight but i but it was it was doable with with those uh with those skills uh on hand um yeah it's been going pretty well so far uh like marissa i don't know if i'm going to be keeping pinello as a white mage because it doesn't seem as useful anymore but despite it being like you know Fran has the bow, so oh, of course make an archer and <laughs> both of you are having the gun, of course I'm making machinist. I'm okay actually with them being those classes personally. I think I'm probably going to keep them as those. Especially Fran and I'll tell you why. I use so much of her license, uh, license job points to increase her HP so now she has like so much HP. Like the rest of the party is like, like around 280. Fran's got like 590 HP right now because I just get, gave her like all those HP job uh points and it was just like she's not gonna die and she's my healer so that's perfect that's so interesting I chose
0: my classes based on looks <laughs> like and I was like I don't want Penelo healing me she's so side character <laughs> like what the fuck so I didn't make her a white mage and I never picked a white mage because I was like y'all all suck I don't trust I don't trust Penelo healing me and I damn sure don't trust Vaughn healing me because oh my god he could barely stand um... up on his own
3: I'll say that I did the exact same thing that Brandon did was that in the beginning, I was so fucking scared of not having healing. So that's why I chose Penelo Mm -hmm. as my white mage um, was that I was just like, I need someone with healing. What the fuck am I supposed to do if I don't have money (laughs) and you know, how hard are potions going to be to find? So like in the beginning, definitely. I was like, I just white mages heal, you know, like that's like my (laughs) baseline understanding of Final Fantasy. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, what about
0: you Annie
5: all right listen I looked at all 12 classes and realized that 11 of them are useless you only need knights
2: and so all
5: four of them are knights okay (laughs) they are all knights we went into that boss fight with 400 health each did not need any healing we did just (laughs) fine (laughs)
2: Oh
3: my God. <laughs> yes. Is that your, is that how you defeated the, um, whatchamacallit? I can't the even dinosaur. remember the name of it. Yeah.
5: Yes. So I, right, um, I went into the trials and did the trials with, I got Pinello the first time and I saw on a video that you can just set Vaughn to pickpocket the stage three trial, um, flowering cactoid and get like a really good sword. So I got it. And then I just went and killed him. Uh, It has like 95 attack power, it can stun, Uh, it's really good. (laughs) And all you need is broadswords, which is perfect for knights.
0: It's just like, everybody's oh, a knight, everybody's got yeah, high yeah. HP, like, fuck this, you don't need shit else. Like, what did I tell you guys? You don't need healing if you, you just are tanky enough. Yep, you are not wrong. I <laughs> literally love it. You know, honestly, I did look at the license boards, which is another reason I didn't pick uh Archer or Machinist, because I looked at what was available, and I was like, all oh, this is trash. Like, a lot, of, I thought that both those classes were kind of trash. No offense to you guys for picking them, but, like, Nah, they were not good to me compared to like Bushi or our Time Battle Mage or uh, Black Mage, which has like you know fire and cure uh, on a White Mage. Those those other basic classes, I was like, nah, these look trash. Which is why I did not
4: pick them. But Steph, what did you pick? All right, all right. So please um, do keep in mind, guys, that I don't play games. <laughs> I am the biggest you ever. (laughs) This this, this disclaimer is important. I had no idea that I could pick classes for (laughs) (laughs) Pinolo.
2: (laughs) Pinelo
4: Canelo. Sorry. I can't even speak. Canelo. I didn't know I could pick classes for. I can't even say names right now. I'm so embarrassed. (laughs)
0: That's okay. That's okay. And that's why you're here. Somehow. I
4: literally I only picked it for Ron. And also, I know it's called Zodiac Age, but I didn't realize the Zodiacs when I was going through that little <laughs> circle. Oh, <laughs> the the <ball>. <laughs> Legit, the symbols are on them, girl. Like what? But um, you know, point is I Googled what I cause I picked Red Battle Mage. And I Googled what sign it was because I was like, "Fuck!" At least I need to know what sign it is. Because <laughs> I had no idea. And I find out from Brandon it's Cancer, so I don't even have to Google. Clearly, I wasted my time. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I picked red battle mage because it had like a little bit of everything. Okay. Um, so I was like, okay, you know, like that, I may not know games, but at least I could do something of everything. Was that helpful for you? Um. Um. I mean, I don't have anything for it. So oh, okay. Like I just, I think I have a the yeah you pick up the license for it right yeah yeah and then that's it like I don't think I bought like the the shops that I went to they're like you need to have licenses for this 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 and I'm like I
2: don't have (laughs) have anything yeah
4: (laughs) (laughs) I was like well this was useless. But clearly, yes. clearly they all need to be knights. So I'm going to no, go. There and- you go.
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> if I learned decided. anything from today, it is that all of them need to be knights. Because clearly, Annie's got it down packed. And I need decided. to get my shit together.
5: Yeah, just get some knights on your team. That's all you need. That's all you need. That's all you
0: need. You don't need. even need
4: healers. Like she like he said, all you need, all you need is to have everybody high level. No one will ever get hurt. Boom. Done. There For you some. go. Just mm-hmm, get some mm-hmm. good
5: clothes on them, get a nice shield in their left hand, and tell them that they need more health, and then you're good. That's all you and
0: need. You're good.
4: Clearly. Uh- <laughs>
0: So uh, now that that's decided, how difficult or easy is this license board process for you guys? Um, cause, especially for those of you who played FF10, because I know that a lot of y'all did not like the no leveling process of FF10, where you had to pick the stuff on the board. Is this easier? Is this better? Um, how do you, how comfortable? And, and for those of you who are just playing, how comfortable are you with the license board? Um, is it a good mechanic? How do you feel about it?
3: Look, you don't need to call me out like that. no No, it is so much easier than 10 because one of the things that i um was so frustrated with is that i would spend points and go in the wrong direction in 10 and be so fucking frustrated with myself because it's like well now i'm fucked because you know it's like i felt like there's there's nothing i can do now okay cool. you know that's that was a waste of a level um And I feel like with this, it's a lot easier to see. I kind of wish like for, I wish that you didn't have to like purchase the license, like the ability and then have to go and like purchase an actual physical thing in order to use it. That seems a little bit like weird to me, just like I was saying with the Libra ability. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like if you purchase the license for it, you should have it since it's like you're learning it um it's almost kind of like the game's like hey so you study in order to do this thing like you know you're a wizard you're studying to do it but then you also have to go and get the instruction manual from this dude down the street like yeah. it, it feels a little bit weird to me I can totally get staffs and you know like everything like that but um just like the abilities themselves I'm like
0: Okay, what think, <laughs> Okay, think of it this way, right? First of all, I do agree with you though. It it seems like so extra, but um, when I think of it, I'm like, okay, it's like you know, let's say you are a magic caster, right? And mm-hmm. you have learned the fireball spell. You can't just go using fireball. You need a license to do it, right? But then you have to like buy buy the from this corrupt
3: lo- government, Jerome.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's why they're taking all your money. That's literally it's all. It's a it's literally a ploy for the Arcadian Empire to take all your money okay
3: that's true that's fine (laughs) but um, yeah I guess it's kind of like I keep looking at it like I should just know this now and that's like I was sending like I think you and david like messages at like probably some crazy ass like 2 a.m in the morning because i can't fucking sleep (laughs) being like why the fuck can't i use libra why don't i know anything about these people like (laughs) um because you know it's like i know i bought this but i did not realize i had to go to like a physical store i thought i just like learned it within me yeah um but I will say that the, you know, like the checkerboard kind of system that they have set up, it's so much easier to understand. I feel like it's so much easier to see what direction you're going in, what you're getting, um, and just even like knowing what are the next things that are going to start to unlock. Um, and I, I like like kind of thing like in the background how quickly you start to get these points these like board points because I just thought that it was every time you level up and then I was always like pleasantly surprised because I would go in and be like oh crap I want to get the next set of accessories and I'd go in and be like oh shit I have 60 points to spend this is cool um, yeah, so I get them from like every fight yeah at least so- one point Yeah, that's been really cool. I like how quickly you accumulate them because I really thought it was like you get a set amount at each level up. So I was like, oh God, it's going to take me forever to fill up this board. But then by the time that, you know, we were like kind of prepping for this, you're going to go into the palace, which I was dreading because I was like this stupid ass boy (laughs) (laughs) thinks that he's going to take on all these guards. I hate this boy. And then, you know, open it up and be like, oh, actually not doing too shabby um so yeah I feel like the system is a lot easier for me to understand um once I got that you know you have to like buy a license in the board but then also go to a shop too yeah once that got sorted out I I felt like I hit the ground running all right. That's, that's, um, I'm happy to hear that. I'm happy to
0: hear that it's, you know, more understandable. And also, you can always reset anything um, that you've already done, which is a huge boon. Uh, so we have about eight minutes left in this. So I do want to just... Uh, forward really quickly and ask everyone's uh opinions just based on everything you played just uh anything you want to tell me about either the story the gameplay the mechanics anything at all anything that stood out to you um whether you're looking forward to continuing to play the game how you feel about it in general just uh let me know your overall thoughts in
4: the next eight minutes Uh, i'll start with Steph. all right knights for the win (laughs) i loved the maps Australia. The maps made everything so easy for so like good, good. I know where I'm going and I like it better than Final Fantasy 10. That's it.
0: Awesome. Yeah, that that map that you can have on screen all the time is a lifesaver. Yes. Um Annie, you want to go next?
5: Um I'm glad that somebody's also on the night train. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> there's no breaks on the night train, unfortunately. <laughs> Once you're there, they're not. Nice. <laughs> That's <There's-> it. <laughs> They they tell you that you can change, but you won't need to, so it's fine. Facts. Uh, I agree. I so, trust. Uh, everything's a little bit daunting, like uh, the gambits, the the boards, the licenses. Mm-hmm. A lot. It's a lot all at once. Yeah. Uh, and I feel like that's a like a recurring thing with like JRPGs, and that's why it was a little hard for me to get into it originally. Um, is there's a lot of like UI stuff that's going on, mm-hmm. and it covers a lot so it's actually like really well done it's just hard to get into because um it is hard to digest at first
0: yeah completely I completely can agree with that yeah I think you know gambits are a lot in the beginning I think um licenses and boards are everything's a lot I completely agree uh but I I'm I'm liking it so how are you liking the game so far by the way
2: it's all right. I'm going to fight more dinosaurs and tell you how I feel. <laughs> okay, I
4: love that answer. What about you, Steph? I already went.
0: I, I mean, how are you liking the game so far?
4: Oh, oh I like it. I like it, so, I like it more than Final Fantasy X for sure. Um, I think that the way that like, uh, enemies are introduced are much better because you can avoid them if you wanted to, but if you wanted to grind, you can. Um, mm. But yeah, I mean, I like it. I like it so far.
1: Uh Brandon? I'm enjoying the game so far as well. Again, it's it, it's a nice balance between turn base and action RPG for me. I like the uh the system of how the, like you could take your time to do, plan your moves and whatnot. The Gambits did was a little overwhelming at first, but once I figured it out, it, it became a great time saver for most battles. Um, I didn't play much of the original, so I can't say how slow the original game was. But having that speed up option was also really good for grinding and just like getting around Rabinaster when I need to get from one side of the town to the other. Oh my god, yeah. It was it was really good. Um, story is intriguing so far. I'm liking most of the characters that I'm seeing on screen, so I'm looking forward to seeing where what they do, where their stories go. Yeah, I'm very intrigued. It's uh, it's 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 very promising. I'm looking forward to what happens next.
0: Yeah, you know, that that speed up ability that two times four times the speed is oh my gosh because everything is so vast and so huge um mm-hmm. that it is so helpful uh marissa
3: um i'm pretty excited to see where these new characters take us um liking it a lot more than final fantasy 10 so far um and then yeah the the speed up button made grinding so much more bearable i think yes. it's the thing i like the least in uh jrpgs um so being able to do that made it a lot more enjoyable um it's still a lot of information to digest but I feel like I'm doing pretty good so far and I'm very invested in the new group of characters that we've just met and Job to
0: wrap up how do you feel replaying this game uh or rather playing the Zodiac Age version after all these years
6: I am actually not too invested into it yet but it's because I don't like this was it just felt like the tutorial checkpoint you know like mm. kind of like to get used to things but i feel like i didn't get to explore too much of like license board and stuff but uh like i'm i'm invested in the sense of like yes friend Ben Balthier. Awesome. <laughs> yeah van iswag you already know oh my but God. yeah not, not too much not to not too heavy of an opinion just yet
0: Okay, sounds good. Sounds good. I think the coolest thing for me, I don't know if you guys experienced this, was I went out into the desert, came back, saved, went back out, and it was like a freaking desert storm. And I was like, oh, yes. shit. yeah, that is so cool. Like weather effects are pretty dope. Uh, there are lots of little things, world building, weather effects, so music, there are lots of things that I love, and we'll probably get into them when we don't have a this- long introductory episode. Mm-hmm
3: cool um npc dude who kept casting protect on me when i was going to the desert yes, if he, oh was yes. My best yes he
4: was. If you had to save him right because I, I think I, we saved him in one of he was fighting somebody no is that the guy you're talking about i didn't see anything
2: happen i didn't to save him. anyone he just
3: kept casting protect on me and i was like thanks bro oh yeah, there was
4: someone that i saved and oh, they started casting protect that's
0: I, so I, nice of you
4: I feel like it's the same dude. I mean, sure. maybe
0: you know, maybe you had to protect him and, and we didn't. I, I don't know, but he he was out there casting cure on me and I was like, bro, we fam. Fam. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, that was our first episode of Final Fantasy 12. Thank you guys for listening. I know it was a long one, uh, but you know, it's our introductory episode. we got to see how everybody feels about everything. The next one hopefully will be a lot more streamlined and I won't have to keep you guys for so long, but thank you all for giving Final Fantasy 12 a chance. Um, I can't wait to see what's next. I can't wait to see how the story develops. Thank you, uh, Brandon, Annie, Steph, Job, and Marissa. It's been a wonderful conversation. Uh, Good luck, the next checkpoint. I have absolutely no idea what's going to happen because I, too, am in the dark. Only Job knows what's next uh, for as far as what he remembers. Uh, So it'll be hopefully a great time. I can't wait to talk to you guys again. And for everyone listening, thank you for listening. Make sure you give us a lovely review. Rate this wonderful podcast so more people can discover our JRPG Club, which, as I mentioned before, is the most popular of our podcast episodes. So thank you guys for being a part of that. And with that, good night, everybody. Bye. 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 Bye
2: everyone.